You know, Ash Wednesday is approaching. When we do planning here, it's amazing how some years it really creeps up on you. It's, it's there. And of course, it takes the place of Valentine's Day. So that gets us thinking of a hundred things at once. But also helps us find it on the calendar. Are you with me? The, um, we're aware because of Ash Wednesday that we've all need of conversion. And uh, therefore, we all need God. And therefore, we all need prayer. We all need to pray. Now, one of the greatest books that we have in literature is the book of Job. It's in every anthology of world literature. If you go home to your anthology of world literature, and it's not in there, open the window, make sure you've taken out the screen, and throw it out the window. Because it's not an anthology of world literature. Obviously, duh. But marvelous passages. Too many to mention, no time now. But Job says life is a drudgery. You think that's when you're not doing them. Well, there it is right in the center of Scripture. Life is a drudgery, and that whole problem that pains us all still in so many ways, from so many angles, so many parts of our lives, and the lives of those whom we love especially. Good people facing trouble, facing hurt and ill, and Job facing it himself. He, however, has friends who help him and explain it. Now, with explainers like that, you don't need enemies. With friends like that, you don't need enemies at all. They very quickly tell him the truth of the time, that you're sick because of your sins. Job says, well, I'm really not conscious of those. And so they try to correct him, and there you go. So then Job talks to God. We have a word for that, prayer. It's a magic thing. Talks to God, debates with God, I leave that to you. I leave also to you the book of Job, which is a marvelous thing. Doesn't completely deal with the question, just as no particular thing alone deals with the question, well, of life itself, except our blessed Lord. When we have faith, we have faith in a person. Not this page, that quote, this book, but in a person, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so listening to God and praying. Now in the gospel, it's obvious there's need. There's such need that Christ is swarmed. Christ is swarmed. Have you ever had gnats come after you? Well, these are bigger gnats. The people are running after Christ and he is swarmed. And so in the process of all that work, that heavy lifting, he goes off by himself to pray. He turns to God, to the Father. And he prays as well. Job did and Christ did. And then that's what we need to, to pray. Now we're given an assist by the scriptures. That's why we, our first part of mass is the word, liturgy of the word. And so he preaches and, uh, and he heals and he drives out, he drives out demons. And we need each of those things in turn. He preaches, first of all, we need faith. We need to, he, we cannot see God. So he is the son of God come to be with us, the full revelation. Bishop Sheen used to say, in the Old Testament, they're the prophets, they speak on behalf of God, it's like radio. But then the word of God becomes incarnate. We can see what he says and does, it's like TV. Another level entirely. We open ourselves to that message 
in faith. We take it in. Belief in this page of a book or that book, in Christ himself, in the person of Christ. What the decree of revelation of the Second Vatican Council tried to put across and to tell us all. And then he heals people so that they are full of life. So many people, they're worried, are they going to die? Whatever, then of course, will we, at the end of time of our lives, will we die forever? The importance of trusting into Christ for our life to allow ourselves to be healed. To allow ourselves. I often say to people, it's important to love God, but it's also important to let God love you. It's important to love other people. It's also important to let them love you. Which brings us to the third of the theological virtues, those signs of God's presence mightily within us. At the very heart of the matter, love. To love and to be loved, to let ourselves be loved and to know that God loves us. So important a thing. And that's why we come together. Because it's not love as an abstraction, it's love of other people. We had a grad dinner Thursday night for grad students from here and other universities, for young professionals in the area. It was an excellent turnout. I always kid them that if you want to meet other people but stay at home, the only people you meet are burglars. Now, I'm not trying to diss burglars. They're a very solid profession. Talk to burglars, they have everything organized. And actually, once again, to try to speak well of them, not be harsh, they were always speaking of recycling. Here we have a profession devoted to recycling. What could you say against that? What could you ever say against that? But frankly, if your friendships are limited to burglars, and I'm not trying to be critical, just trying to be honest, your friendships on a scale are kind of narrow. You can come to church and have all of us, and we're a great deal of fun. And all of you have taken the trouble to do that. Think of it. You could have been at home, could have read the paper, could have gone somewhere else. Donuts, coffee. In the land of Dunkin' Donuts, how could you not be out there having donuts and coffee? I mean, it's almost a lack of patriotism. But here you are in church. Here you are to hear the word of God and offer your lives and all the goodness in them to the Lord God. And then from that offering for Christ to give himself back to you and to me and to all of us. And then the third thing which we so often neglect going forth into the world, going forth into the world to share that good news. You know, we have those little squares of information in the back for the grad students, and I give them out, and I try to give out several, and occasionally people will just take one and so on, and I'm always telling them, no, now, I want to give you several. Do you like hot weather? Very hot weather? They'll say no. I say, well, that's why I'm trying to give you several. They say, why is that? I say, well, you're, you're judged on the last day by how many you brought along. So if you like hot weather, don't give any to anybody else. But the way to get to heaven, if you like air conditioning, is to take several and give them out. And all of you indeed have done that. Think of your lives, the marvelous thing you do, things you do, and the way you support us here in a host of ways. Above all, by bringing others in. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.